Welcome to Bliss Beyond Fear. Your hosts, Des, a transformational life coach, and Gina Marie, a personal development mentor, are here to help you have confidence, embrace your worth, and find your joy. Des and Gina Marie are fierce friends and lifestyle entrepreneurs that will encourage you to have faith, elevate your mindset, and take action so you can achieve the results you desire. They believe that an abundant life is sustained by overcoming your fears through creating a circle that elevates you and rises with you. Your blissful journey begins now. Welcome to the Bliss Beyond Fear podcast. We're back for another episode. And we have a very interesting topic today. This, this is a doozy. Mm-hmm. Can I call it that? Yes. Is that okay to call it that? Yeah. I'm nervous about talking I, about this. I am. I think this is one of the more challenging topics of discussion. And we got a message I'm going to read it to you, and then let's just go from there. So here's the message. We got this in a a DM on Instagram. I could really use your help on processing something, Des and Jean Marie. I caught my girlfriend's husband in an intimate exchange with another woman. No mistaking it was him. I am torn about whether to expose the truth or not. There is a lot at stake here. I would appreciate keeping my name in confidence, but I know I can't be alone on this. Can you please talk about this on your podcast? Ooh-wee doggy. She's battling with being a bystander or an upstander. Whoa. What do you do? You know, I think that um, this is so common. It's just something that touches so many lives. I think years and years and years and years ago, before women were in the workforce, like there wasn't as much temptation out there. And then when there was, it was all pushed under the table. Now, people can't get, they can get away with everything and they can't get away with anything. You know what I mean? Oh my goodness. There's so many devices that you can be sneaky with and everything, but you know, you can also be exposed in the same way, right? Yeah. This is a tough one. This is this is really tough. And this is real life. Mm-hmm. You know, these are these are sensitive situations because there's people that are being affected in different directions and I I would think that anybody in this situation, let's call her Jane Doe. What? That's such an unusual name. I think that's perfect. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jane Doe. Hey, there we go. Jane. Jane. Is um, your heart is in the right place? You wouldn't you wouldn't be torn mm-hmm. if this wasn't something that was was tugging at you, Weighing saying, "I you. want to mm-hmm. do the right thing here, but I don't know if what I can do or not do will or won't cause more damage," mm-hmm. and and that is just something to, to process. And that's our intention with this is not to say this is what you should do. So let's just start with yes, that. Yes, <laughs> Get yeah. that out of the it, way. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, Des and I just want to be here for you. And for all the listeners that might be like, I really want to hear what they have to say. We don't have an answer. Um, and we're personally are going to say we don't believe that there is a right and a wrong 
Mm-hmm. We might get mail on that. That's right. fine because you might be thinking, oh, absolutely. There is, you know, yeah. we, we think that, you know, being a bystander will take you in one direction mm-hmm. and being an upstander is going to take you in the other direction. And it's for you to mm-hmm. decide what's right for you in your situation. We don't know the details of this. She's just told us all we know is there's no mistake that it's a friend's husband that that she's found has been unfaithful. Mm-hmm. We also know that um, there's a lot at stake. We don't know what, well, what's what does at that stake. mean. Is it, it could be money, could be kids. kids. Some I can I can hear voices out there saying. There's nothing at stake. If somebody is cheating, then you say bye bye, buddy. Right, you know, right. and and at all costs, just leave. You know, yeah. Um, and I and here's the other thing I'll say: it's very easy to have an opinion when you're not in the situation. Mm. When you're sitting on the sidelines, it's easy to say, "Leave mm. him," or "Hey, no, it's your marriage. You got to give it a mm-hmm. try. You know, put some effort into it." And there's going to be all different viewpoints and there is a spectrum and so what we want to do is process which is kind of what we're all about the different possibilities of what it could look like if you go down different paths to possibly give our Jane Doe some things to consider right in this scenario right right so let's look at bystander if you're going to be a bystander in the situation she sees this she has this this information mm-hmm there's a price to pay for that, right? Mm-hmm. She's that's that is something that she knows. And this might be a person that has a real hard time holding on to secrets and mm-hmm. and that could be eating her up inside knowing this. Right. Oh my goodness. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I'll have to tell you. I I'm personal experience when I was before I had kids. Um, I had a girlfriend that um, we we reconnected with. She was a high school friend, and we reconnected, and we were both married. Both of us didn't have kids, and it was kind of random because um, her her husband battled with a sexual addiction, mm-hmm. and so she and and she struggled with that. Mm-hmm. It made her feel like she wasn't enough because he was. Um, taking things outside of the marriage is as far as like pornography and things like that. So she kind of had, you know, that feeling already of, um, I don't know, maybe her walls up about certain things. Mm -hmm. We were shopping and just having conversation. And she, she mentioned that her sister-in-laws said something about her husband when her husband had his shirt off he worked um he was like a carpet layer and he was you know really physical fit physically fit and when the um, brother and sister-in-laws would get together the guys would play basketball and they you know you'd have take off your shirt or whatever and he was in really really good shape and her sister-in-law saying something about her husband being fit kind of made her feel insecure and I said, well, you know, he does have a good body, but, um, you know, I, I know what it was. It wasn't the sisters. It was the brothers that didn't want him taking off the shirt. That was it. That uh... was it. Because my comment was, well, he's got a great body, but 
really? Like, to me, I was like, that's, that's no big deal. Like, he's playing basketball. It's no big deal. Although, I'm not a real b- big body person. Like, that's not something that's always been, like, a big attraction for me, mm-hmm. you know, for the opposite sex. I guess that could be something for, you know, for a woman. And so, that was my comment. She took that comment back to her husband. And her husband somehow took this as a red light hmm. to come approach me. So they were kind of struggling, as I said, you know, and she would confide in me. And um, I remember I was working one day and he said, hey, um, you know, I wanted to talk to you about something. And I just thought innocently, yeah, he's going to talk to me about my girlfriend, right. you know. And so I said, okay. I said, well, I'm at work. I got to, I got a break between this time and this time if you want to come out. And he's like, well, no, you know, I don't really want to go out there. Like, can we meet back at your place? Like, I don't I don't really want everybody to know, you know. He he was kind of vague about it. So, again, you're like I'm privacy. Thinking, you okay. know, when you lack when you lack data, you, the story I was telling myself yeah. was that oh, he doesn't, you know, he's got pride. He doesn't want people to know that he's having problems with his relationship. You know. And I mean, I was like 21 at the time when mm-hmm. this was happening, so I was totally oblivious. So, it was a random time when Jeff was out of town. Yeah. And he came over to the house and I didn't have kids. Like there was no chaperone. It was just the two of us in in my apartment. And he said he he pulled up on his motorcycle and immediately I got that vibe. I was like why oh. is he on his motorcycle? Why didn't he drive the car? I don't know. It was just like I could feel the energy. Oh boy. Something is different than what I thought this was going to be. He's not here to talk about their relationship, but I was 21. I wasn't, I wasn't strong enough to, to be like, you know what? Let's go to the park and talk. Are we talking? You know what I mean? Like I'm bold now. I would call him out on it. I mean, like it would be like, you know, there'd be no doubt about it. But back then I was like, Oh, you know, I don't want to offend him. Yeah. You know how they talk about Fear is your friend. Like there was a fear that mm-hmm. I wasn't really listening to. So he came in and we were talking and I said, you know, I just kind of s- tried to direct the conversation towards, you know, helping him, you know, with a resolution. And he said, well, I heard that you liked my body. Oh. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. No, let me explain how this happened. And I told him how it happened. But no, no, no that's, that's all I meant by that. And he goes, well, I, I liked it. And I was like, you need to leave now. Oh, boy. And they went into the kitchen and I got a knife. And I was oh, like, oh, I don't know what I was going to do with the knife. But I'm like, Dateline episode. To- I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you need to leave now. And so he left. And I told my husband. And my husband decided to come visit him with a closet shelf pole. Okay. Like we had just put a, um, a, a closet shelf organi- organizer in and he, and he went over there to bust his head in. Oh, boy. To say, don't you ever come into my home and, Talk to my you know, wife. and try to seduce my wife when yeah. I am not home. Who do you think you are? Because I was like, I just told him. Okay, so the price to pay for being an upstander. I was an upstander in that situation. I exposed him. I called I called her. Mm. And I told her, this is what happened. And this is exactly how it happened. And the price to pay to be an upstander was I lost I lost her relationship. Mm. I lost her relationship. So 
I think that there's a way that you can be a bystander in that situation. As I'm processing this, let's back up. Let's say at that moment that I find out that he has a different, you know, motive. motive. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say instead of me saying anything to Jeff or anything to her, let's say I directed her towards the truth. Let's say I started having conversations. Like, you know, maybe there there could have been a way she ended up staying with him. Hmm. They ended up getting a divorce and she ended up marrying an amazing man. Although it cost years, she didn't want to have anything to do with me. So I'm I'm going to tell you right now, Jane, if you're going to if you're going to tell her, mm-hmm. it's probably going to backfire on you. But in the end, she ended up, you know, leaving him. Now, it wasn't that because of that one situation. Mm-hmm. When you have somebody that's been with somebody for so long and they're so much invested, mm-hmm. it's hard for people to leave those situations. They don't just get up and go easily. Right. Typically. So, you know, you think in a perfect situation as an upstander, you, you know, I tell what, what would that look like? Like I tell my girlfriend and then they get counseling and he apologizes and she thanks me. It was it was a thankless act. They she didn't, you know, she was embarrassed. She didn't want to be around me because now she knows that I know that her husband did this to me. Who else is he doing that to? Mm-hmm. She also didn't want me around because she knew he was attracted to me. Right. There was all kinds of things. And she was already battling with him taking, you know, things out of the relationship. Yeah. As it was. And so that's a tough call. It is a tough call. And the thing is, though, you don't know. You can't anticipate somebody's reaction because it could be, like you described, it could be not good, taken off guard, embarrassed, humiliated, ashamed, whatever. Or it could be grateful, thankful. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to talk to him tonight. I can't believe this. If it wasn't for you how would I know? Or I had an inkling or in this particular situation that you've described, there's some history. So maybe she, she, this is just validating what she already was experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, and this was, could have been the icing on the cake. I mean, you, you really don't know. So this action, if you decide to say something is truly just your own, it's not so much you pre- predicting what's going to happen. It's that I just want to get this off of my chest. And then you drop it and you see what happens. Or what else could you do? Instead of, instead of dropping that off, how, let's, let's talk about maybe bringing her to that conclusion mm-hmm. and directing her with questions. Mm-hmm. I believe that chances are most women who are in those situations, have a feeling something. They have a feeling. And what do you do? You go to your girlfriends, Mm -hmm. right? And you say, hey, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. I'm all beat up about it. I can't sleep. This is, these are the different data points that I've collected up until this point. And I don't know what to do. Should I confront him? Should we talk about it? Should we go to counseling? All of the different things that people might be thinking in a situation like that. And so then cue in you (laughs) with the advice or guidance as a friend who cares, 
what are possible things that right. you might say? Right. And helping your friend through it. I, you know, I honestly think that that is, is the best scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've also had um, friends that um, I had, I had one girlfriend whose fiance was cheating on her over and over and over again. And it was so hard for me to know that she knew that he was doing that, mm-hmm. but stayed with him. So judgment came out mm-hmm. and it separated us because she didn't want to be around me. She didn't see it. She didn't see my heart as that being love. <laughs> she saw, you know, I just, you know, was just so upset every time that, you know, she would cut our plans short to go be with him. And I'm thinking, you are a beautiful woman. And what's really interesting is that, you know, when we have clients that come to us, Mm -hmm. it's different than your friend. Because when a client comes to us, we're helping them process through this, Mm -hmm. right? When it's a friend, there's emotion that's in there. There's that love that's in there. There's, And with that, there can be judgment, which is never a good thing. Looking back on the situation, Mm. I wish I could have built her up and said and just said you know and and been a a safe place for her to talk Mm -hmm. about things it's going to be your friend's choice whether she decides to leave or not a hundred percent and i mean you could say that you could say if i knew something because here's the here's the bad thing about that if you're a bystander and you don't say anything and she finds out later that you that knew, you knew mm. and you didn't say anything. Mm. That's breaking girl code. Oh boy, girl, girl, right, girl. So there's a price to pay. Yep. So hard conversations can be had by by saying, if I if I said something, I, or, or I I have some something that I feel that's really weighing on my heart, but I'm afraid to tell you. I'm afraid to tell you for all of those reasons. I'm afraid to tell you, and you won't want to be my friend anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to tell you, um, and and there's going to be consequences that I, I don't know how to handle. I'm afraid to tell you because I think it's going to hurt you. But deep in my heart, I feel like I need I need to tell you this. Mm-hmm. And and before I even say anything, I want you to know that I I love you, and I'm here for you, and I you know and I'd like to be able to to help you through this. And if you throw all of your worries out before you say it and you set it up, I think that the delivery is huge when you're giving this kind of news. Yeah. And then, you know, I just, she might need space for a minute. And and you could even say that if, you know, if after I tell you this, you, it, it would break my heart if you never wanted to see me again. They're going to think that you're having the affair with the husband. <laughs> right. and, then they'll be, and then they'll be relieved <laughs> that it's actually somebody else. <laughs> oh, my. Right? Thank the Lord. I thought it was you. You scared the heck out of me. Oh, is it just that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I already knew that. Oh, no. yeah. Her whatever. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you have an open marriage. Hey, you know, you oh, didn't even didn't, know there could be I, that. I you didn't know, know that part. I wish I knew that from the get-go. This wouldn't have been so <laughs> difficult. you're to, not that good of a friend. To, right? <laughs> wow. How well do you really know me there? You have a voice and a message, but it can be hard to raise your voice above the noise. 
So how do you reach your audience and inspire them to take action? How do you increase your influence, grow your network, and drive engagement? Podcasting is a powerful way to build a connection with your audience and turn that crowd into a community. But where do you start? Rockwood Audio works with entrepreneurs and businesses to design and craft high-quality, smart content that fits your brand like a glove. Rockwood's podcast launch package includes one-to-one coaching and development, strategic and technical support, audio and visual branding, broadcast quality editing and production, and even distribution and setup. They'll get you from idea to iTunes in half the time with a great sounding show that your audience will love. They even wrote the theme music for this show. And Rockwood's subscription editing, production, and publishing services takes away the hassle so you can focus on what's important. For a free consultation, go to rockwoodaudio.com. That's R-O-K-K-Wood.com. Rockwood Audio. Brand out loud. The world is listening. What if it's um, somebody she doesn't really know very well? Oh, so can you imagine getting that news from like throw another twist know, in that, there? That friend, like we talk about the friendships that there's those friends that are like in your bedroom that you tell everything to, and then those are the friends that you know that might the backyard if, if, barbecue. Yeah, friends. you have a bar- backyard barbecue friend, or you know, kitchen table friend, or maybe even you, just walking by the, the, the bar street or the friend, sugar friend, the bar or the sugar friend. Yep. You know, it depends on what kind of friend this is. Yeah, to how that could change the that dynamics. Can happen because. You know, then you could be literally yeah. like, like some people, if they're going to, they could have pride yep. when this happens. And if you're not a very good friend, yeah, then that could just come back on you starting rumors. And there could be, could be a chance that they could never be explode, exposed. And then you would be the potential home wrecker and it could get turned back on you. Right. To be an upstander, you know, there could be a turnaround on that. Yeah. Well, and that's why <laughs> these are this this type of situation isn't easy. It's like that show that I don't even know if it's on anymore, but John Quinones, I think, was the uh, the host and it was called What Would You Do? So they would have a scenario where, you know, somebody was getting something stolen from them or somebody was getting bullied and by they would observe can't the bystanders to see what they would do and some people would do nothing because they're like like they'd have like people going in and buying liquor yeah for kids like a kid would be saying that we go give me liquor and someone would say give me your phone let me call i remember let me call your parents right some kids gonna go okay here call my parents right and then some people like yeah what do you want like i was a kid i did this yeah you're on your bike you're not gonna kill anybody yeah beer you know so so but the thing is is these are just these moral ethical Mm -hmm. situations where again it's not then, you know, so then the host would be like, well, why did you say something? Or why didn't you say something? You know, going going back and forth in that. Um, but so it's very interesting. So, you know, going back to the example that you're, you're talking about, I think there's, um, so you played that out right there as if you're going to tell the person something, teeing, teeing it up, doing it with kindness and compassion and preparedness mm-hmm. right for how this may land and and um so that that's one 
mm-hmm. one way to go about it. Another thing which you kind of were saying is if you go down that path of not saying something, but do kind of guiding in a direction to ask more questions, I think questions are good. And I think oftentimes thought-provoking questions puts that lens back on the mm-hmm. person. So it's not you saying this is what you should do, but where are you at with this? Because you can't, it's not up to you where somebody's at with something. Mm-hmm. So if they're coming to you and saying, I have this inclination, this is the data that I have, then you can ask some questions like, what do you want to do? What are you feeling purpose to do at this, at this time? And, 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 and empathize. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that this is so hurtful. And mm-hmm. I, am, I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can be that person that is there to listen and process. And that's, that's what the point of asking questions and not having judgment, because whether or not they say, you know what, I'm fed up with this. I know that this is happening. This is not new information. Um, I'm done. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Or you know what, this is my marriage. This is my husband. I need to have his back. We can work through yeah, this. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. that's up to them. And it could be the best thing. I mean, look at Esther Perel. Mm. Happened to her. Yeah. And, you know, she was saying that it's it's more about why are they doing this to you? It's It's the questions that you would ask him. You don't ask him, you know... When you find out that your husband's right. cheating, you know, where did you do it? And when did you do it? And how often did you yeah. do it? And, and it, because she was prettier, is it because she, you know, all right. these things right. that then it makes it not about the focus, mm-hmm. not about the root cause. And I think that is often what is missed is what is the why? Right. What is the why behind right. it? Right. And that, that's where you do the work, whether mm-hmm. that is just doing it together, doing it in therapy mm-hmm. with professionals to help you process through that in a healthy, productive right. way. Uh, but this, 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 these are tough discussions. They are. Well, right? hey, you know, you could type a, a letter and pop it in the mailbox and mm. send that away and... And then just sit back and watch. You'd have to be, depending on how good of a friend you are, you know, have to watch to see how, um, you know, how they're, you know, if they could read your face. Like, we, I know you did it. Because, you know, I think if I got an anonymous letter, I think I would probably be more curious about who sent the letter. Uh, than the situation that's going to be well because then you're 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 questioning is this true is this Mm -hmm. you know just somebody trying to create a problem in my life Um, if they didn't put their name on it then yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how legitimate is this right and then if you then if they take that letter to him oh boy he's gonna deny it Mm -hmm. you get it off your chest He's going to deny it. Maybe that'll plant a seed in the back of her head and and follow through with tracking his car. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or, you know, or paying more attention about their relationship, you know, it, you know, or could be just like, 
Can you believe that? I don't even know where this came from. Yeah. 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 Well, and that, you know, there's, there's, that's kind of juicy. <laughs> right? Somebody gets this letter and, and then, and brings it to their partner. Their husband is like, oh, well, this, this is ridiculous. Can you believe this? Right. And he's there and you see his facial expressions like guilty as charged. Yes. Yes. I'll know if he's lying. I just have to right. look at his face. Yeah. But like, no, it's impossible. You can no. do that. No. Sabotage yeah. our marriage. You kidding me? Oh my gosh. It reminds me of, um, he's just not into you. Oh, I love that movie too. So, 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 so good. Mm. Mm. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck. Well, he's a great actor. He comes back. Scarlett Scarlett Johansson. You smell smell weird. He's all, "Hmm, huh? That's weird. You're just stressed. And then they gaslight you. Right. Yeah. Gaslighting. Make you think like you're the crazy one. You've been really stressed. Are you okay? Yeah. You should get out some. You're Ooh. talking crazy, woman. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. He was like so good at just like oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Looking like he, you know, didn't do anything. And mm-hmm. then and then it comes back on on her and starts to think like she's she's the one that's crazy. You know, depending on where her confidence level is, how she can handle, how she can process that. These are all the things to consider. Yep. Um, these are all the things to consider. Um, and there's a price to pay for both. Either way. Being a bystander or being an upstander. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, clearly that answers your question. <laughs> sorry yes you did you did say you're not alone in this no you are not alone in this I've I've had this happen to me in my life several times Hmm. several several times knowing acknowledgement of these things and I tell you what every time I I I I I felt like I had to tell them Mm -hmm. and I took the hit that was just my personal, my personal, you know, preference. Well, I shouldn't say every time. Wow, there's been a lot of them. One time I found out, but I didn't actually see it. Hmm. It came from a very, very reliable source. And, you know, my gut says that it was the truth, but I didn't say to my friend, this happened from this reliable source and they're still married today have four kids and you know they just you know and they i mean they've had their struggles and but maybe if i had said something maybe that could have been just something that was a fling that turned him back around to spin around to back home you know yep and i could have interfered with that i didn't say anything uh we continued to be friends and um, they continued to be married. And then there were times when I exposed things and they ended up getting a divorce later. Um, and that, you know, that meant that I had to be the bad guy. No one, you know, no one likes to be the bearer of bad news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've witnessed it. You've witnessed quite a bit. Girl, I am old. Ooh. No. no. <laughs> so unfortunately, I have some experience with this. But it, but it's it is helpful to kind of, to think through because whether whether I mean this is unfortunately common and it happens to be in 
in a situation of infidelity, but I think there are other examples of seeing things, whether it is work-related or otherwise, behaviors in families or shared friendships, you know, somebody is always talking about other people or gossiping or, you know, just behavior that you have a choice, Mm -hmm. whether you want to speak up or not. And again, it's what, what are you purposing in your heart? What's your intention? Yeah. Is it going to be helpful? And what, what we always do is we always talk about what do you want the end result to be? Mm -hmm. If you want the end result for her to leave her husband, there's a very good chance that that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Not right away. Yeah. Um, there's a good chance of that. Oh, that. Sometimes, you know, I think that when a woman walks into their bedroom and sees their husband there with somebody, that's a whole different thing. Right. Than their friend coming over saying, I saw George in the parking lot making out, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Right. You know, there's when when they see it themselves, I think that that's, you know, it's a different it's a different thing when they experience it than when they walk into it. But when you are when you're the bystander and you and and, you know, you see that um, it's you know, it's a whole different ball game. And I think you can be a bystander, you know, not looking at a bystander as being, you know, like, let's say in a bullying situation. Mm-hmm. Are you an upstander? Or are you a bystander? Well, OK. You want to walk into that situation and stop that situation, right? That's mm-hmm. an upstander, right? I think that in this situation, when we're talking about a, 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 um, a bystander, we're not talking about, you know, turning a blind eye. There are things that you can do to kind of help build her self-esteem up. Right. You know, ask questions, you know, and encourage I still think that that's being an up, you know, upstanding motion. Yeah. But a different approach than just bulldozing the situation and come flying into the house and saying, "I've got this news. You need to listen up right now." And and I like going to the question of what is your intention? Your intention is to, in this situation, provide uh, more clarity more guidance to have information that allows somebody to make Mm -hmm. their own choice about something and taking a more subtle approach like asking questions and in love mm -hmm. and encouragement Mm -hmm. um you know i know for me i i pray through this kind of stuff it's like that's a time that i spend alone Mm -hmm. and i pray and I get a feeling in my gut and and that's my God talking to me saying, this is what you need to do. And so if you go into yourself and Mm -hmm. you and you and you pray and you pray on it and you in your gut know that you should just hold off right now is not the night right time Mm -hmm. or in your gut. You know what? I need to tell her, you know, I would trust your gut. But you have to really, like, really know that that's coming from a right source. <laughs> that you're right. you're spending that time really kind of feeling it. And I think we do. I think that yeah. that we get pulled in a direction where we would just really know. Yeah. 
You know yourself, your intuition, I mean, we've, your and, gut. Mm-hmm, and we've, we've told women, you have that feeling. You know. Mm-hmm. Trust it, girl. Yeah. Trust it. Trust trust that feeling because usually that is the, that first instinct. Trust your instincts, right? And yeah, I think in this type of situation, the, the more general feedback we would we would say is be thoughtful be kind and compassionate you know towards the situation Mm -hmm. and just recognize that um communication is going to be a critical path if it's something you choose to and uh, you know i just want to encourage you to not be disappointed if she does not leave him Mm -hmm. not to place judgment on her for not leaving him you know it's not the end of the game yet that could happen it, it needs to be in her time, not in your time. Right. It's not the ninth inning, mm-hmm. you know, for her. It mm-hmm. might be the, the third be or there. something. Be there for her. That's right. Non-judgment, as difficult as it can be. We have our opinions, but our lives are ours and the lives of others are theirs. And it's not your place to choose, right, the outcomes for people that they don't want to choose for themselves. That's right. Be a, you know, be an encourager, be mm-hmm. on the sidelines, love them and help them process through it. Be a saver. Whew. Okay. Well, that okay, was, well, that was a fun one. Oh Ooh, boy. That was, like talking okay. About that. Oh, We're going to, that's just, that's hard. Yeah. Stuff. People think that when they do things that their lives are their own, your lives are not your own. When you, take actions you influence others or you can traumatize others you know i mean there it it can make a, a difference in people's lives when you're when you're doing that so this is something not to be taken lightly um and it's it's a tough situation when it happens mm-hmm. but you know you don't know what you don't know you may not know what she might be doing on the other end, you know, <laughs> there might That's be something a whole that other she, conversation. Needs to, she needs to own, you know, yep. yep. you just, you just don't know. That's right. My mom used to tell me that all the time. She would say, there's two sides to every story. My mom, I realized my mom's not really a very judgmental person. That's pretty cool. I dig that. How did I? How did I turn out to be so judgmental at a period of time? <laughs> my <laughs> dad. I'll bring it on my dad. Right. No. <laughs> you learn from it. You learn from it. Well, well now let's switch, let's switch just some gears. Really here. switch let's some gears here. Have some uplifting music and talk about gratitude attitudes. What are you grateful for today? I'll tell you what I'm grateful for. Tell us. Oh, my gosh. The baby's here. The baby's here. We got a phone call or we got a text message saying that Kimmy's water broke. Uh, In all caps, do not say anything to anyone. And that they're going to um you know but stay by your phone the last time she had her first baby they were home laboring they were going to have a home birth and her and scott ended up delivering the baby alone Um, wow so this time the midwife made it and we were on standby and i couldn't sleep finally at one o'clock i went to sleep got a phone call and got up and and they're like the baby 
baby's here, but we had to wait for all the sisters to come and be in the room together. And my son in love, Landon, came and brought us Jack in the Box 45 tacos, the little mini tacos. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. (laughs) It was so fun. And so we were waiting, wondering, is it a boy? Is it a girl? Because I didn't find out with any of my kids the sex before they were born. And Kimmy didn't find out with her too. So when she first um, got pregnant, I said, I think this is a boy. I think it's going to have brown hair, brown eyes, and dark skin. And sure enough, it's a boy. Bingo. Yep. Nailed it. Broke our girl streak of 29 years in our family. All girls um, out of 10 births. It was time to bring some testosterone to that that estrogen party. So on August 3rd, our, um, our little baby boy... And he is, um, his name is Dason Kirk, Kirk after Jeff, that was his middle name, Kirk, um, Jeffrey Kirk. Um, yeah, Dason, Dason Kirk. Beautiful. He's, and he's so sweet. Oh my he, gosh. He just brought love into our family and, and, and we all got to be there cause she was having home birth. And so we all came in and snuggled around and yeah, it was pretty awesome. So that's incredible. Celebrating a healthy baby boy, seven pounds, nine ounces, five hours of labor, one hour active labor. Boom. Not too shabby. Yep. His little cord was, his hand was up on his cheek and his cord was wrapped around his neck and his arm and wrapped around his leg. He was like all lassoed around and. Whoa there. Yeah. (laughs) But she did it and we are thankful for it. Oh, that is absolutely. We have a little boy to spoil. Oh. That is the, that is amazing. And Raylan says he's fluffy and cozy and purple. Okay. Yeah. You got to write that down. That should be on a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> From Raylan. What did, what did my sister first say to me? Oh, that's amazing. What's your gratitude attitude for today? So my gratitude attitude is I'm grateful for progress and reflection. So I have a number of folks that I'm coaching and it's been amazing to see well it's a weird year obviously it's kind of a Mm -hmm. interesting times and we are more than halfway through the year and it is easy to look at what didn't happen what should have happened what what could have happened and it's incredible to see many people doing the opposite of that having reflection, being present, celebrating victories, uh, learning how to pivot, going with the flow, uh, being having more ingenuity and creativity in how to do things. And I just really think that whether it was a choice or just a byproduct, that growth has been a gift for so many people, ourselves included. We knew that was going to be the word for this year. Mm-hmm. It's growth. And it has been. Yeah. And I just I just feel that sense of uh, that theme. You know, I, I like to do that. I kind of like looking for that, the themes in life to, to take a step back and, and celebrate. And I've just been so impressed how people have kind of conquered, triumphed, persevered through some just tough, interesting, intricate situations and are, are like looking ahead going and 
I'm gonna I'm gonna close this year right, Amen. you know, regardless of yeah, whatever's I'm not gonna going give on. up. No. Like like it's not over. It's not game over. No. So I just that's I, when big victories are that's made. That's right, exactly. And, and the, so at the end of the game. It's not it, when it first starts, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I'm just, I'm proud and I'm also inspired mm. by that. It's like, oh my goodness. So many, so many things that we could be down or disappointed mm. about, but you take, take that higher road and just vibe at a higher level. Amen. I, I dig mm, it. Mm, mm. And it. we, we want to end on that high note because there's a lot going on in this episode. <laughs> That's right. And you know what? Good can come from that too. Yep. It is. There's always, there's, that's growth too. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. That's big, that's big that growth. big old honking that's growth. Big, that's big, right. big growth. So we would so very much love if you have not already subscribed to the podcast rate and review the episode. We'd, We'd love, love your feedback on yes, this yes. particular If you have topic. a predicament, that you'd mm-hmm. like us to process with you, we would love to hear it. It's uh, and and we would love to help you through it. Yeah, absolutely. You know how to reach out to us. We make sure to share all that stuff in the show notes. So please do that. And shout out to Rockwood, Rockwood Audio. Audio for bringing quality product to all of our listeners each week faithfully. Thank you, Ben. Indeed, we appreciate you. Thank you so 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 much. So so so, so much. And with that. May your faith be greater than your fears. And remember, you are your only limit, so take action today. Thanks for listening listening to to the Bliss Beyond Fear podcast.